0: Chapter 2 A strange influx of emotions swept over him. Feelings Tim hadn't experienced since he was a kid were hacking into his brain all over again. He could barely accept them then. Why did those emotions think he could handle them now? He walked until he couldn't walk any longer. After miles of repeatedly trodden ground, he discovered himself at Quincy Market just a couple of blocks from the department, with almost no recollection of his journey there. The late January evening was already in, the brisk air coating his lungs with its own special brand of cold as he sat down opposite a hot dog stand. The scent wafted across to his taste buds, but he refused to let it invade them. He didn't want to eat, he wanted to throw up. His father was alive? How could he be alive? didn't his grandmother tell him he'd died? Then the memory of sitting at his grandmother's deathbed and her explaining the truth of his parents came at him at full force. Why had he forgotten that? How had he forgotten that? His grandfather died first, then a few years later, when Tim was at the academy, his grandmother followed. He had nobody. Tim Angel was as alone in the world as any man could ever be, and he accepted that without a problem, embraced it even. It was as much a part of his life now as being a detective was. Then confusion swept over him. Your father is alive, Rebecca said. Alive? Well, if the guy had lived all this time, why the hell hadn't he bothered to make contact the entire time Tim lived with his grandparents? Why, if he lived wouldn't he at least write a letter, make a goddamn phone call? Why? The accident that killed Tim's mother was his father's fault, that he remembered without a problem. But as he absorbed the words again, they were fast becoming a reality. Dad was driving the car. Mum died. But Dad had driven. Therefore, Dad killed Mum. He tried to force the memories from his mind, looking up at the sporadic arrival of evening joggers flitting through the market square. He pulled his collar up, around his neck, hunching his shoulders to gain its full protection. He wanted to cry, but with more adult years under his belt than childhood ones, he'd forgotten how. Women did it all the time. They made it look so easy. Jane did it. Why couldn't he? Rebecca said Miss Murray had ordered the search. Why would Jane do such a thing? He shivered in the breeze, plumes of breath leaving his lips. It looked as if it might snow again the nondescript evening sky suggested. It had only been days since it cleared. The hot dog vendor gazed at him, hoping for a sale. The odd smile every now and then emerged from the wizened mouth, a sign from many years working outside. Suddenly his eyebrows pricked up where he finally caught eye contact with Tim. "'You want a freebie?' he offered, placing the dog inside the roll and coating it with a thick layer of mustard." On the house, man. You look like you could use it. Bad day? Tim raised his hand in rejection, the scent wafting over with full force. Thanks, he nodded, then rapidly placed his hand over his mouth. I think I'm going to be... The vendor winced as Tim managed to get to the garbage can just in time. He shook his head as his own stomach wrenched at the sight. He turned his back, hoping to remove the thought of another man's stomach contents from his mind and focused on selling more hot dogs. Maybe a not-so-die-hard jogger would succumb this time. Tim stood as tall as he could, wiping his mouth with the back of his sleeve. Despite the cold of the evening, he sweated and trembled with shock. Maybe he'd caught the flu. Maybe this wasn't down to his father at all. Maybe, maybe he should just come to terms with the fact that James Angel was back in his life.